Ben, stop eating. I need to record. I need my chocolate. Ben. This is, this is why it takes forever for us to record the podcast. What are you talking about? Well, you, you, for one thing, you have to get hyped up on sugar and whatnot, and that's never a pleasant thing for me. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm sleepy. Oh, good Lord. I mean, do we even know what we're talking about today? Whoa? I guess. I mean, hopefully everyone saw it. I'm not talking about bangs. Damn it, Ben. You were the one who brought up her bangs. I didn't even, like, you, it was like, I was just like, hey, there are these photos of Julia Roberts in, in uh, Homecoming. And you were the one who was like, oh, wow, look at those bangs. It scares me how often I make jokes <laughs> that you take as serious <laughs> topic suggestions. Well, if we're not talking about bangs, then we're talking about glow. Great. Love glow. I mean, what we, I mean we'll have to be careful about spoilers because I think, you know, I think the thing you you and I really want to talk about is from is is like later in the season, right? Yeah, I'd love to talk about when Allison Breed dies. <laughs> God. Yeah, did I? I don't know if I got that far. Yeah. That happens. Get ready. <laughs> she does not die. You don't know that. No, feminism would die if she died. You just said that you didn't finish it. I I finished it. <laughs> you think you did. Maybe you there, was, the there po- was there a post-credit sequence? Post-credit sequence. No, you, you hate those, though. I know, but it doesn't mean that I, I'm not emotionally scarred from the fact that Ruth is dead now. And I'm glad she at least banged Reggie, but Good Lord. she never got around to Mark. Yeah. Sam. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I found myself shipping them really hard, her and, her and, her and Sam really hard over the course of the season and I'm a little worried about it. I'm honestly like just genuinely concerned about about that. I know, it was one of my it was honestly one of my favorite parts of the season was that they had a whole episode, well they had a they had an episode, not a whole episode, but they had a part of an episode dedicated to like literal sexual harassment in the workplace where a boss invites an employee to a hotel room and harasses her. Like I mean, assaults her really. And they at the same time throughout the season they're playing up a workplace romance between two other individuals. It's like this is these are very fine lines they're dealing with and they have the confidence to tackle both of them. And I feel like they did it really well. Hmm. I don't know if we should talk about that though because that's mainly what my interview is about. Yeah. Don't yeah, we should probably up. leave that out. Try to avoid that topic. Well, I mean, what else was good about the season? Well, I mean, episode 8. Yeah, it's not the best episode though. I mean, I don't know. Like people keep, I, feel, I think people are going to talk. I think we should talk about it because people are going to be really excited about it. Yeah, no, I think people will be chatting about it. It's it's definitely one that stands out in a really fun way, and um, it exhibits a lot of characteristics that are that are strong about the show, including its inventiveness and um, narrative understanding. Like it knows what it's doing in every moment of the show to push each story forward whether it's the overall story of what's happening to the glow people or the individual character stories uh that they deal with within that episode so yeah we i mean we could talk about that i just do you feel we can get a whole episode out of it can we get a whole episode can we can we actually get a whole episode out of talking about that episode of our podcast you always i always ask you that question that's true before we start and then it turns out i end up yammering on for 30 minutes (laughs) yep you do do that so then we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. I don't know. I think. I mean, did the, you? The, what did you? What did you? 
What did you think of the episode? Like, I mean, other I, really, than... I really liked. I'm just like, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, my concern about making it the topic of this podcast is that, you know, so much of it. I mean, I feel like I don't know. It's it's a weird episode because I guess it does it does advance stories to a degree. I, I mean, I just you know it's one of those episodes where it almost felt like it almost. Do you do you feel like it was felt expected? Like, do you feel like we kind of had to have this episode, like just based on what the show was? Uh, no, I. I... I feel like when this, if this got pitched out in the story, like in the writer's room, that they would have said we're playing into, uh, like, peak TV cliches. Like, we don't want to do this because it's almost uh, hemming too close to what every other show tries to do. They try to have a standalone episode right around episode seven or eight, like somewhere toward the end of the season where it's important and it'll surprise you. I mean, Westworld literally just did it in episode eight with the Native American storyline, which was great. It worked really well. Well, and actually, like, even Luke Cage, bless his pointy little head, like, switched up things with episode 10 where they brought in Danny Rand. Ozark did it in episode eight when they did the Kaleidoscope flashback episode. Like, everybody's always kind of almost being trained to expect this at this point. So I bet there was some resistance to it in the room, but at the same time, like the way that they get to actually show you what they're doing, like mm-hmm. I felt like they had so much joy within the episode showing you what they've always been talking about. So like to your point of them like having to do this at some point, I never felt like the show had to go there, but as soon as they did it, it was like, oh man, okay, you really took full advantage of everything that you could have done with this type of episode. It, it showed the characters in character, how they act, what they're doing, the the kind of camera work they implement, you know, from a director's standpoint, which is fun with Sam, uh, the, the costumes they get to wear, which is fun for everybody, the like weird scene setting on a budget that they've got to come up with, which is also really exciting to just kind of watch from a filmmaker's perspective. And, uh, and yeah, and then, like, the ending of it um, is something that really does advance the story in an important way because you find out that the viewer who's been watching it the whole time is actually oh shit what's her name um yeah we should look that up before we start recording oh i never write this stuff down justine it's Ah. justine's uh right mom uh and, and stepdad or whatever and uh yeah so like then then that advanced the story to a certain degree i mean the the story within the story advances things on its own because of uh, you know, Ruth introducing her evil twin and that setting up kind of stuff that happens in following episodes for the for the Glow wrestling matches. But um, in terms of what's happening outside of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, I really like that ending. I, I just, it didn't feel tacked on. It actually felt, not that they were working toward it the whole time, but that it was impactful and yeah. important. Well, it was a nice reversal on... Like I think you know, as much as I really love Glow season one, like it was a nice, like the ending is does have the ending of that season does have this bite of frustration because you're like I want to see the goddamn show, and it literally ends with them turning on with the show starting, um, so it's it's tough. Like so, I felt like it was a nice reversal on that where you kind of like you actually got to see everything, which is cool. I mean, I guess I guess you know, I mean, if we're gonna talk about. Do you feel like we should, you know, we, you already mentioned a couple. Of, we already talked about a couple of other examples of it, I guess, of, like, doing this sort of thing. I mean, do you, can you think of any others? But we should write these down. Uh, I mean, there's so many these days that kind of 
feel like they take a standalone attitude towards it. I mean, You're the Worst did a great job of it throughout its season of kind of giving each one of its characters a standalone, and this doesn't isolate a single character so much as it isolates the show within the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has that same sort of feel where this is the episode that lifts out of the season, where without the things we just talked about, it would feel like you could just pull it out and everything would move along accordingly and you know, yeah that'd be fine yeah even but, the justine stuff like it's technically set up by the beginning of episode nine right yeah and i think one of the other things that i really liked about it was that the show within the show almost effort- effortlessly because this is how they set it up the whole time it had an inclusive spirit toward it where we got to spend some time with characters who we didn't get to spend as much time with throughout the rest of the season like each each episode of Glow always finds a good way to, you know, draw you into the lives of one of the supporting characters, if not two or three or four, uh, while always kind of bringing everybody together for something. And I felt like getting to see, you know, each of these people play the characters that they're playing was fun. Like it 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 told it informed the viewers something about the point of pride they'd have within the show, as well as the point of pride they'd have within themselves for you know, breaking the mold within this kind of uh, familiar uh, name or character they've been given uh, within the gorgeous ladies of wrestling thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, there, there's a lot to like about it. There's a lot of other examples. I don't think people will struggle to relate it to something else. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm more excited to talk about how different it is. We, we always forget to kind of clarify what we're talking about, yeah. though. Like, like we always like get into the discussion and then 20 minutes in we're like glow is a show that's on netflix it stars <laughs> allison brie and betty gilpin and if you didn't watch the first season you're an idiot yeah <laughs> you we should, should go let... back and watch that and then this is an episode that happens in season two uh that's a stand a stand what would we say standalone yeah. story well, we also got that episode like, regu- episode. we also got that guy on twitter who told us we should start doing more spoilers right uh so our yeah, we fan liz a fan yes a loyal listener a valuable um, listener yes i we i guess we gotta keep the fans happy yeah i mean and i i mean this 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 is weird territory because like if we were writing a post on it i don't know if i'd say spoilers because it could be lifted out. Like, once you get into the ending part, I guess, about Justine, then it is spoilery. Yeah. But you could almost do it without a spoiler warning, even though it's so late in the season. It's spoilery kind of just to acknowledge that it happens. Yeah, I mean, and that's, like, always the difficulty of talking about these shows. It's always such a pain in the ass. Um, But, yeah, maybe we should say it at the beginning then. Of the episode, Like, like, lay out what we're talking about. We'll do it right this time. We'll lay out what we're talking about. Glow, season one is this, base concept. We're going to talk about season two, episode eight. Um, it kind of stands alone, but even the fact that what we're going to talk about could be a spoiler. So if you just don't want to do it, skip to the end, and we'll have best thing next thing. Yeah. Yeah, it should work. I don't know. We'll eh. probably forget. <laughs> <laughs> we're really good at holding, keeping to our plans. It's true. Um, well, we don't make a lot of them. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't know if we want to get into this when we talk about it, but... I, is it one thing that really struck me as weird about episode eight was like I was surprised by how little wrestling was in it. Um, like I kind of was just like, "Good lord, this is a comedy show, and occasionally they wrestle." And I didn't like. I mean, I don't know. It's just it was just struck me as weird. Like when I was watching, like just the fact that I maybe even just missed the wrestling. Well, here's my question. Right. And on, this is an honest question. 
Do you think that there are, that all of the episodes are like that, or do you think that this one especially had less wrestling because so much of it focused on Ruth while she was hurt? Mm. Like, a lot of it, like you're talking about, the stuff that wasn't Ruth, the other storyline with the other wrestlers. Right. That also had a lot of, of narrative to it. Right. Um, but Ruth's obviously needed a lot of narrative because she can't fight because her leg's broken, her ankle's broken at the time. Right. Um, which was, again, like... I can't, like, it informed, it just, it informed so much to me. Like, this is why I really love, like, the episode as a fun episode, even though I don't think it's the best one. Right. Like, it showed before the finale. Now, this this is a spoiler we shouldn't talk about, because the finale okay, we'll leave this is out. the end thing. But uh, in the finale, one of the last big surprises is that instead of either anybody in the ring winning... The, the fight, winning the belt, winning the trophy. Um, Mark Maron's character, Sam, he's set it up so that Ruth will win the trophy where she slides in on, on, the zip the, line. on the zip line and knocks everybody over and that's the end of the thing. And it's like a surprise to her. So like this episode showed that he was willing to go there already. Like he was, he wants Ruth to be in the show. He knows that she's important to the show. You know, his feelings aside, even I think he'd make these, this decision. Um, but it was an important moment of growth for him and acknowledging that he's going to go the extra mile to get her into the into the narrative of the series, even when she's hurt. So then it set up the finale to do that again, even though I didn't see it coming. It, it made perfect sense as soon as it happened. Yeah. But it, it, I didn't anticipate that to be the ending of, of the season. Oh, so. totally. I mean, yeah, yeah, please don't bring it up because then I'll have, to, I'll have to edit it out. Even though it does mean I could talk about uh, how much uh, how much I really like the relationship between you know Sam and Sam and uh, Ruth like and how I mean I was shipping it I'm not gonna lie to you like I shipped it yeah no I think well it was interesting in the interview like they Marin was adamant like he was like this this has been there from the start I don't know why I'm getting questions all of a sudden about it happening in season two this has always been what's there yeah and I was like I don't think so it didn't I, it might have been there but it might have been there mr mr Marin, but i wasn't shipping it i'm right. shipping it now yeah it didn't seem like um like if it was there it was it was as i think uh allison Bree put it their undeniable chemistry uh which she kind of said jokingly but um more more that than what was written into the scripts so uh but yeah no i mean i i i think that the format of the show is interesting um, I think that's an interesting point for viewers to acknowledge whether or not it it is always that narrative heavy, like in the actual Glow episodes, or if there is more wrestling when Ruth is just you know fixed herself. Like I couldn't I couldn't remember. I guess we can look it up, but yeah. like how many fights there were in the first season? I thought there might have been three fights normally. Well, I think there's. A, I mean, it's more like it. There's like a lot of. Parents. There's a lot of leading up to. Like, I think there's like it, it's just like you, know, you can see a lot of them rehearsing like the big fight between Liberty Bell and Zoya at the end. So there's a lot of like scene pieces of it being assembled over earlier episodes, and then you finally get to see like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, did you rewatch season one before you went and went through season two? Yeah, but not like immediately before. Okay, I did it. Um earlier this year at some point i can't remember i think it was before one of the emmys panels i hosted oh yeah oh one of the emmys panels (laughs) the multiple emmys panels that i hosted aren't you still taking credit for their sag win oh i absolutely am (laughs) i mean i i assume that's the only reason they invited me back 
to moderate You're the like, Emmy panel, they were like, well, we can't. We got to do exactly what we did before. Yeah. So we don't fuck up the mojo. You're, you're, you're their lucky penny. Even though we've got to drag this fucking idiot <laughs> out of the box again <laughs> to sit next to these beautiful people. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Let, let, let's bring in the straight white man again to give him. Get, tell us what he thinks. Yeah. That's what the, that's what Glow wants to do more than anything. Get the straight white man opinion. But uh, yeah, I'll be interested. I, again, like it's. It's the perfect strategy like releasing the season now i mean if they would have done it a a hair sooner maybe they would have been able to get some of the reviews during voting even though i think they already did i think they got some of the glowing reviews for glow up while phase one was going on even though what people are voting on is season one they shouldn't be affected by what happened season two but they are we've seen it time and time again especially with orange is the new black um so i think this will help boost Netflix longer play with this one in terms of awards and um, I think it'll help continue the conversation as long as they need it to even into September yeah yeah though I mean that's a I mean honestly like I don't know if we want to discuss it in the context of this of of glow but um, something that something that got pointed out to me this morning as I wrote I had you know I wrote that remember I wrote that Elizabeth Moss piece Mm -hmm. um and uh, Todd Vanderwolf apparently posted on Twitter like yesterday after I'd written it, of course, um, that the episode I was praising Elizabeth Moss for was uh, not actually going to be eligible for submission mm-hmm. as for 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 Emmy for Emmy voter consideration. Um, and I chose to kind of just ignore it, <laughs> um, ignore that fact, even even though it's a relevant fact, mostly just because I feel like you know if if. I mean, yeah, maybe Emmy voters only can, are are maybe maybe there is a contingent that is like anal enough to only consider the submitted episode. But I feel like if anyone's watching the show like all the way through, like they're not going to be like, oh, I can't think about episode eleven. No, that's that you 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 agree with that assessment? Oh yeah, no, I I don't think that. I think the episode submissions matter uh, in a very. kind of front-facing way right uh in that you know if they have another screen if they have another screening or something maybe that's what they'll show and be able to talk about but i think it's more about whatever they want to talk about than what they submit um everything you said is 100 percent right like I, I don't i think anybody voting for elizabeth moss either already decided before season two came out that she's just the best of the people that they see up this year like once the nominations are actually finalized they're set they're looking at seven names and they're just going to be like no she's the best i'm going to vote for her again um it's kind of the same thing that i think of with julia louis dreyfus and veep i think there's an episode of veep every year where you're like fuck julia louis dreyfus deserves to win the emmy that's probably what she was submitted for but I think a lot of people look at the ballot and are just like, no, Julia's just better. Like, I've seen her in Veep. I know what she's doing. She's better than these other ones. So I'm yeah. going to vote again. So, like, I think it's the same with Elizabeth Moss. I don't know if they're going to narrow it down to the episode that you're not supposed to be considering uh, so much as they'll just remember the moments. And if, if that episode has those moments that really stand out, then that'll yeah. make the difference. So, yeah, I mean, Glow, I mean, Glow we... will get the same treatment. Yeah. I mean, we probably shouldn't get into the, uh, clearly like if we talk about this in the podcast, like it'll take us on this crazy tangent. It's a lot of technicalities. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, really what we're trying, you know, what we're, what we're going to do is talk about glow. Yeah. And um, it shouldn't matter. Like, I mean, when we're talking about season two of glow, 
it's interesting to us, I think, to talk about how that positioning plays into the awards race. But, you know, a lot of people are outside of L.A., so they're not thinking of it like that. And they're just thinking of it as this is a great summer show coming out. Uh, just like it did last year, right? And it is, and I think I think what I can, what I'm hoping for, is that there's an extended conversation about glow because, as always, Liz, you know me, and I won't get into this too much either. But I'm the grumpy old man who bitches about binging. Yep. And I do think that if you just binge through <clears throat> glow and don't give it a second thought, if nobody's forcing you to give it a second thought, um. That's gonna suck. Like that's the, well, you're guess, lo- you're missing out on a ton. I guess that's you the advantage have an of an eighth thought and a fifteenth thought and a fortieth thought about glow. Well, I guess that's where the advantage of like having that episode eight come, having that episode eight kind of curveball come in because it's like you know instead of watching not the same old thing over and over again, but like you know having yeah. something having having a change of pace slightly late into the season. Like it's a, it's a wake up. It's a it's a it's a it's a shot of energy. I mean, I I hope so, and at the same time. It's very easy for me to, like, when, when people binge, I think they'll remember that that happened, but they they wouldn't necessarily remember, like, key context without going back to really think about it. Right. Um, I mean, even, even, like, I'm glad we're talking about this before the episode because right. it takes a little bit of focus and to get the mind churning and remember some stuff and clarify some points instead of just blathering on. Um yeah, so. I, I really hate it when I like when 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 you know the w- worst part of like binging is definitely when like you forget like a really cool thing that happened and then you remember it later, and you know because that's that is one of the perils of binging. Yeah, um, and it's hard. And then it's like, when did that happen in the season, and how does that relate? How does it connect? And you're trying to put together this. You're trying to put together sometimes this ten-hour movie <laughs> when it's not one of those. How dare you? Yeah, I know. Oh, God, don't ever say that on the podcast, please. God, I know. That's brutal. Yeah. I mean, props again to Glow for just fucking over every timeline argument in the world by airing a 46-minute finale for a 30-minute episode and it being tight as a damn drum. Uh, So good for you guys. Oh, man. Ben, I got to tell you, uh, the weirdest thing happened last night. Um, I watched a screener for an upcoming finale of an upcoming drama that I made. And I, mean, I shouldn't tell you. Um, I, I shouldn't mention it on air, but it was a Handmaid's Tale. Um, and I saw how long it was, and it was over an hour, and I, like, applauded. I was really excited. Mm. And it's a complete reversal on literally hours earlier yesterday when I was complaining about um, a, another show having, like, a 48-minute finale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually I'm not excited about anything that's longer than normal because usually that means it's slower or bloated or just not as lean and impactful as it could be otherwise but but sometimes it works glow proved me wrong yet again yeah oh way to go glow yeah yeah it's a good show yeah it's nice that there's just like a good show we can talk about right yeah instead of yellowstone (laughs) i like that that's your go-to i'm mad at this show now oh yeah well it hurt me liz Aww. It's disappointing. I don't like getting my hopes up for something and then being crushed. It's no fun. So it doesn't happen too often to you, though. Like, I feel like you tend to keep, I guess, you keep your hopes pretty pretty, pretty chill. Yeah. I mean, I like getting excited about shows. I just, yeah. like, I was I'm, I was super pumped for Glow Season 2. I mean, I've, I've 
they sent those first seven a while ago because they had the press day yeah. thing. But uh, you know, I was I was raring to go since then. So yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing we should be sure to mention when we talk about about glow and this in, in in particular episode eight is the fact that you know. It's just always really, especially like you know, like you said, when you're really excited about a show, like it's always really exciting to see it, see a show take it to a whole new level. And I think that's probably why a lot of people are think calling it the best episode. But uh, even if it's not the best episode, it is just a really important episode of the season. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just my, you know. Uh, naggy old man qualities when yeah. I when when we talk about the best episode because you know a lot of it, it's all subjective and um but it's just one of those things where usually when somebody does a showy episode of a season it's very easy for people to be like oh it's the best right like I can pick it out it's obvious to me because I remember it because it stands out because it's different so different from everything else and this is one of those things it's also a, a great episode of television so I don't want to diminish it at all. Um, it's just that the the arcs they're able to to establish and like follow through in five six seven, the discussion points they're able to bring up, uh, the whole ending sequence for f- six, uh, the conversation in the hospital bed, the montage in the hospital bed, like a lot of the stuff that you know comes along with an episode of this television show, like something where it's like, oh, this, of course, this would be a part of an episode of television show. We'll throw it in there. They build into their own show. They build into glow in those episodes in a way that doesn't feel like it has to be there. It just feels like a natural progression of the narrative and and the best way to tell the story that they are trying to tell. Uh, And that is a more difficult feat of writing and and a more uh, impressive challenge to handle those dramatic beats in just the right way uh and to kind of pull you back and forth between rooting for ruth and rooting for debbie and and you know tracking a relationship and and you know being annoyed at at sam and and loving sam like they really know how to pull the strings really well and they also know how to have a good time and episode eight is, is largely having a good time and that's a difficult thing unto itself but yeah i just uh i don't want people to forget about some of the natural episodes that occur as they have always constructed them and how hard that can be. So, um, yeah, I'm fine. We can talk about episode eight. I just, I'll, I'll, I won't go on that tangent. No, it's a good, it's a good point though. I mean, cause I was actually, what, what I was, I, sorry, I, I wanted to make sure I looked this up before we started, uh, because if we're going to, if we are going to talk about it, I'm going to take a slight moment probably to bitch about how I, as much as I love Bojack Horseman, Season three, episode four, episode four, yeah, yeah, episode four, fish out of water. Oh yeah. Um, as much as I love that episode, it's I I in rightfully heralded for what it achieves. I might like other episodes better of that season. I think uh, the episode where Bojack and Princess Carolyn break up is really good. Um, I think anything that brings us brat brat pew pew, um, like yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably not worth getting into. Yeah. We yeah, should, I mean, uh, I, fish out of water is kind of its own thing. Like the, the, we should probably clarify at some point. Like the, there's no real way to clarify concept episodes. Yeah, they're, it's such a broad definition. Uh, so comparing them is is difficult in a way. 
it's a lot of favoritism but yeah like fish out of water just it's just so inventive like it was just it was the creative creation of a new world it was the silence of it right which presents its own challenges it was the emotional progress of bojack like you're 100 percent right and that's an, an excellent example of, of a season that is incredible overall mm-hmm. so like yeah go back and remember those other episodes because it's not so easy to just be like that's the best one for sure because it's Princess it's just Car- an example of greatness remember uh the episode Candace bergen man yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is which in its own way was a bit of a concept episode eh. yeah yeah, yeah bojack said a few yeah they know what they're doing man. bojack season five coming back uh, september 14th not soon enough so pumped so pumped uh, I mean, we should really start recording. Um, yeah. Do you have Do you have your best thing, next thing written down? Do you, what's your best? I mean, I mean, my best thing's glow. Like, I, okay, I, fine. <laughs> Jeez, I just just want to make sure you're prepared. No, I know. I just I'm not I'm not mad that you asked. I'm just frustrated because I don't like doing that because the whole point of the segment is. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's like else. we've already been we've already been stroking its dick a while. No, I shouldn't say that. Jeez. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever phrase it like that, but. Uh, <laughs> The fact that you know one show's already been highlighted, it's good to go to something else. Yeah, that's the whole once point of the thing. It, Jesus Christ! Um, but honestly, I think the only other thing I'd talk about was Sharp Objects. Um, I just and I already talked about that too. So yeah, yeah I mean Glow and Sharp Objects. I'll just I'll just talk about Glow and Sharp Objects. All right, you t- okay. You you talk about Glow I'll- series of the summer probably, Liz. Yeah, well, I liked. I always liked the way you put it in your season one review, where it was just like uh, it was like the, this this. The song of the summer. What was it? Something like that. Um, something like that. It was good. I liked it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna mention glow again, I'll mention uh, I re- I'll mention a very English scandal. I just got you know. Thanks for getting that review up. Uh, review published and edited and all that. Uh, but I can't believe it's only three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, just Hugh Grant's a busy guy. I guess I'm just surprised they didn't make it into a movie. Cut like forty minutes. Well, Russell T. The thing is, Russell T. Davies, who wrote it, and you, know, you, you heard me already. I, I, I don't need to tell you again about how much I love Russell T. Davies because I already did that a lot this morning. Um, but he's a TV guy. He doesn't write movies. He writes TV. So they wanted to do a TV show, and they wanted to put Hugh Grant in it, and they wanted him to make out with Ben Whishaw. Premiered in, in I mean, uh, the, BBC? the BBC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they, yeah, they're very, yeah, they I think, like their I, short little sampley limited series things yeah they they actually and they actually hold to it ha big little lies was luther always a series luther was a series yeah didn't they do like a movie or something a year or two ago and then they just kept coming back with more i mean luther luther just never got canceled but it's been always a tv show it's not been like a it's not, it's not like it's not like collateral where it's like we're collateral like both david Hare and sj clarkson were like no we're done I'm still pretty sure that at some point Luther said it was done and then they did like a two hour movie and now there's another one coming out and it's like they not the same thing as Big Little Lies though I don't have a problem with Big Little Lies yeah I know I got no beef there that wasn't the one you wrote about though you were oh it was the end of the fucking world you said that it was okay if it had a second season yeah yeah just holds up. I'm okay with most things having a second season. Ben, I'm, do you ever... I'm on the side of the creators, Liz. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I mean, I don't need to make a big thing about Very English Scandal, but I did really like it. And I think it, it it's an, it's a really, inter- it's a really interesting TV. So I think people should watch it. So I'll yep. mention it. Yeah, I'll be um, curious how many people find it this weekend. 
I hope I a think, lot. I, yeah, I think. I so. mean, I think, I, I think, I think Hugh Grant alone will kind of inspire clicking. Um, How much of the viewership is going to stem from his tweet about fucking Paddington? <laughs> God, that tweet was so fucking good. I think, I think that tweet got a lot of play. I mean, he did. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, it takes. A, like just enough of an explanation. I had to explain it to you. I know. And it takes that for a lot of people to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then they're aware of the show. Then they know the show exists. They're like, oh, okay, I'll watch that. That's funny. Hugh's funny. Yeah. Way to go, Hugh. Sure. Yeah, I mean, do you know what your next thing is? Oh, yeah. I mean, it literally just came in. It's going to be casual. Ca- oh, casual yeah. We got four. a casual. Got the final eight episodes of casual. I can't believe casual's done i'm sorry man um i'm that's gonna be one where it's i'm gonna be so excited to see it and then just uh devastated when it's over casual is brilliant i love casual casual i think the title didn't help it much yeah it was not a good title yeah i mean it wasn't a bad title it wasn't deception deception is a bad title yeah that is a bad title yeah um yeah. But no, I think it'll be... I think I'll talk about casual. I mean, you're not going to talk about casual, right? No. No, I mean, it's, I, I still need to catch up with casual. Come on, Liz. I know. I'm a bad person. Uh. But I, I've also... I also have made the stupid decision. Uh, that's what I'm... That's my next thing, actually. Uh, that's what I should say is my next thing, because I really need to do this, Ben. I have pledged, I've committed to the internet that I will binge my way through the entirety of 12 Monkeys. Oh, great. Yeah, you're going to love it. I... I'm not. <laughs> I saw. What? You saw what you needed to I saw, see. Like, I know. I mean, I only saw the first three, and everybody keeps saying like it gets better, and I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> too, too I late. got I got a weekend where I just got some World Cup games and some work to do. Um, we're gonna have a we're gonna have July Fourth off. That's true. Um, so I can do more work and watch Twelve Monkeys. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Days off are are just, you know. More uninterrupted time for screeners. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. I've, that's I, so yeah. I mean, it. I, I'm optimistic. I feel like I feel I feel like my my, my gal Jody Sawyer from Center Stage will will carry me through. When does it come back? What's well, happening right now? And the finale, the series finale, is like next next week or something. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No. There's a there's a ticking clock on this, Ben. I thought the ticking clock was to win season four. Premiered? No, no. I think, uh, I think. Oh Lord, yeah. Let me look at that up. I should know that before yeah, I, I start. It, I thought before it was I ticking recording. down to when the season when season four started, not when season four ended. No, whatever, yeah. Like I believe the next whatever final season. They're yeah, in. they're just, like doubling it up. Uh, they're doing three episodes every night. Um, Burning it off. Uh, yeah. So the yeah the the uh, the series the season finale series series finale. Uh, unless this is wrong, maybe this is wrong. Um. But the beginning part one, the beginning part two, um, air on July sixth, or yeah. maybe maybe that is that right? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check. I'll double check this before we start recording. Don't worry. Um, no, okay, I'm right. That's fine. Cool. Um, Can't yeah. wait for Twelve Monkeys fans to write in with their excitement and or wrath. With depending on my reactions. Well, no excitement for you to be watching it and finally talking about it, or like angry that both of us just dismissed it until it was already ending. I actually did an interview. I did this interview with uh, the showrunner entirely because I wanted to talk to him about this one scene from the show Terra Nova. Oh boy. Yeah. Then I'm just saying. Terra Nova again. I'm just saying. 
there is a scene where a man outran a dinosaur who is outrunning an explosion. It was one of the greatest things that's ever happened on television. That's just not true, but okay. I'm really glad you liked it. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate the, pa- the patience you show with me. Like, I, w- I wish you showed more of it on the podcast. I mean, I'm always happy that you enjoy things. I just, the greatest thing to ever happen on television. <laughs> I one, I said one of the I greatest. I mean, I do, I do believe that phrase always implies that it's just one of everything, so it's a meaningless <laughs> phrase. But oh, Don't use this as an opportunity uh, to bring up the leftovers. Leftovers is the best. <laughs> <laughs> there is no one of it. Is. Okay, you don't have to put a dove in the jar for that one because I baited you into it. Yeah, (laughs) I'll do it anyway. (laughs) You just want to do it. All right. Uh, Okay, let's do that. Let's get get your soda or whatever you need, and then we should get really start recording before it gets too much later. Do we have to do the whole like where you find us and what you should listen to? We should do it. I mean, it's indywire.com, man. People have been listening to us. You realize it's we're going to be recording our hundred and seventieth episode. Yeah, we've been keeping pretty regular track of how many episodes <laughs> we're on that's because in 30 episodes we get more cake i don't i don't know i, I don't think we can ask for more cake well but. okay we won't ask for cake but we'll ask for something we've got 30 weeks to figure it out okay that's fine um, but but i mean like that part's fine like yeah we should tell people to go to anywhere but i don't think any of the other podcasts give a shit about us liz like screen they, talk they... with eric cohen and Ann thompson right is great yeah and i feel good supporting it even if they've never said one word about us because they were the originators right and michael schneider's turn on podcast you know we're guests on there sometimes so yeah. it feels kind of like very good tv podcast is a part of it yeah but i don't know if he acknowledges that we exist really he might mention like that other podcasts exist at the end of the episode and then, I mean, the only drawback I have about not talking about those two is the fact that then I wouldn't have an excuse to talk about Chris Fault's Filmmaker Toolkit podcast other than the fact that he is the greatest and the best human being in the world, so I have to talk about it. But then it would feel like, why are it you talking weird about if, the it, other It'd feel two? weird if you left the other two out, if you, yeah. if you only talked about Chris. It would, it would be definitely weird. That's all I want to do, though. I just, I'll just talk about Chris. Next week's episode... Our topic will just be Chris. I can't believe we didn't get him on as a guest when he was in town. He was busy. Yeah, he was very busy. It's true. Recording all of his podcasts. Yeah, they knocked um, out like eight in four days or something. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe um, You still haven't changed. Weren't you talking about changing your Twitter name or is it still Ben T. Travers? It's still Ben T. Travers. Okay. I just submitted it to the TCA thing when they asked. Oh, good um, call. I honestly wrote down yours first. I wrote down <laughs> at Lizlet, I and then an E. Like, yep. like I actually wrote out. I and then an E at the end of it, and I was like, I'm not fucking recording a podcast right now. Oh, I should have done that. I should have done that on my badge. That'd yeah. been fun. Yeah, we should have switched. <laughs> we should have switched. switched and then seen if they asked us, like, really? Did yeah. you fuck this up? We should just switch badges for, like, half the tour and see if anyone notices. I'd be fine if somebody called me Liz, but I'm going to correct him and tell him to call me Lisa. <laughs> of course you are. Oh, man. Okay. Well, all right. Let's get this going. Get because we got to do one next week as well. Got to keep doing them every week, Ben, until we get that cake. Or whatever we get. Whatever. I'm going to ruin your fucking sign-off this time, though. Why? I just feel like I can do it. Okay, well, well what could you possibly do to keep watching television? I, I just, like, have an answer to it, I think. Like, you always come up with a different way to say that phrase, and then I'll just have a quick follow-up. And you'll be like, Ben, shut up. And I'll be like, <laughs> no. Oh, God. You, yeah, you're totally going to ruin it. I know, I'm good at it. Yeah. It's my one thing I'm good at. Way to go, Ben. (laughs) 
All right, hit start recording, please, right. for the love of God. Okay. Hello, welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizard on the Twitters. And I'm Ben T. Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. <laughs>